Hi, Geekscapists. The Geekscape podfather, Jonathan, here. In May, we lost one of our own, longtime Geekscapist Christopher Ellis, who was a friend and a part of our geek community from the very beginning. Chris even met his wife, Sarah, through our podcast, and their 2015 wedding seemed like a giant Geekscape party. Chris's final weeks battling in the hospital shed light on a huge national problem. The COVID pandemic has almost completely depleted our national and local blood banks. These supplies are used by thousands of hospitals to provide life-saving treatments to patients or to buy enough time for loved ones just to say goodbye. So for the next month and beyond, we're going to do it big in Chris's memory and do some good in the process. We're throwing a blood drive. Visit www.aabb.org to find a donation center near you or visit other blood and platelet donation centers like the Red Cross. And let's make things interesting. For the next month, take a selfie of yourself donating with the hashtag GeekscapeGives and tag your favorite Geekscape podcast. We'll pick some charitable Geekscapists to send prizes to, and the podcast that gets mentioned the most will also get some cool rewards. I should actually cancel the podcast that gets mentioned the least. Can I do that? Whatever. The point is, go out there and donate some blood, tag a selfie of yourself doing it with the hashtag GeekscapeGives, and get others to do the same. We couldn't save our friend Chris, but we can do a whole lot of good in his name. Geekscape forever! Have you ever done drugs? Not meth. Not meth. <laughs> <laughs> episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. This is level 188. Don't you people have OLEDs? That's right. We're back. We're back with another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.net work. I'm your alive and amplified host, Shane O'Hare, digitally hosted, uh, co-hosted with Joshua Jackson. Hey, happy to be back. And Digital Derek himself back from his don't starve LARPing session. Is that how, what camping is? Yeah. How was yeah. how was that? Uh it was it was pretty good. It was uh good to I I mean I had to leave the show for Jonathan to come on the show apparently, and it led to like a hilarious episode. I love to hearing, you know, we Jonathan knows all these classic stories that we've heard time and time again, maybe, and Bob Sizon. And the Sizon family was not one of them, and so to to get a portrait, uh, to 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 get taken back to that place, uh, you know, little Jonathan uh, and little Paul London, you know, it was it was pretty heavenly. And also to know that, uh, you know, my mom isn't the only parent to have thrown a TV uh, because their <laughs> kid was playing video games. You know, I feel I, I feel like I'm part of a community now. And, yeah, that's uh, great. It's great. I, I, I've known, I've been following John since, oh, high school, like maybe, yeah, high school. And, and I've never heard that story. <laughs> the, the, the only other thing that made me laugh that hard was the, uh, the legendary scrub from the internet, Dr. Waterman event. Uh, do you remember that? No, no. Oh, that was a, that was a, that was a geek drome incident. Uh, I'll tell you, we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, later. <laughs> yeah. But that was, that fucking killed me. Yeah. It was um, pretty, I don't know. This was so funny. Cause I was camping. Jonathan mentioned it. We were having like this insane heat wave, 
um, and I'm driving around. It had just finished and I'm camping mm-hmm. and there's no ice anywhere because uh, Michaela, my partner, who is a nurse, ha- you know, having been at work the past few days, like they're at the point where places are diet like the, the companies that make ice are diverting all of their ice from grocery stores and convenience mm-hmm. stores and whatever to the hospital because they're getting so many people coming in. Uh, like overheated and they need to cool them down and all this stuff and their ice machines are empty. And so they're literally diverting it all to the hospital. So uh, we went camping with a bunch of frozen water bottles and very quickly I needed to find ice. And so I'm driving around, uh, you know, the middle of fucking nowhere, uh, Vancouver Island and like go stopping at every store. But I'm listening to this podcast and at a, there was a point where I just had to pull over because I, I was laughing so hard at these Bob Sizon stories that you know, if you know any and and stories like like Carlos talking about playing whatever porn game at the arcade and his mom just like whispering, like, are you enjoying the game? Like I had to pull over because I'm going to crash my car if I don't pull over. Like I'm crying laughing. So, um, you know, it was it was it was a good one. Yeah, that, I definitely think it was one of the best episodes in a long time. And, you know. Let's so, let's see. Let, so let's, I shouldn't be on the show anymore. Let, I mean, saying. well, all we just I mean, all we need is a couple more porn games. Obviously, <laughs> yo, I'm gonna fu- I'm gonna start playing the sexy beach series, Bubble Bath Babes. You know, NES, dude, hell yeah, Custard's Revenge. That's I'm doing the Custard's Revenge cosplay right now. <laughs> with or without the cactus, with or without the cactus, I was gonna say. <laughs> that's a that's a um, extra DLC. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, maybe we should start playing some more more porn games like you know the there's that uh, game developer and well, developer but it's a studio that makes a series of games called um meat and fuck <laughs> that's the thing yeah like yeah, m-e-a-t <laughs> no like m-e-e-t but it was like it's like blood rain meat and fuck or like uh other like porn parody flash games but flash is dead now so what happened to all the meat and fuck games we don't know html5 now baby oh yeah do i want some html5 meat and fuck <laughs> It's great. Absolutely great. Well, before we get too off the rails, um, we have a community event that y'alls can get into. Derek, why don't you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah. So uh, if you listen to the main show, you might know a little bit about this already um, or any of our shows. Uh, All of them have been talking about it Uh, a little uh, a few months ago. We lost an original Geekscapist, maybe going back to the Geek Drum Drum days, but uh, a guy named Chris Ellis. Um, he was a good guy, and his, you know, his, him and his wife met through Geekscape, like really cool stuff. And part of the, like, part of his journey, um, his journey, that sounds, I don't know. <laughs> It's really sad. But anyway, we're doing a blood drive because the hospitals need blood. Chris needed blood throughout his um, his treatment. Uh, and so starting this Friday, July 16th, we're actually kicking off a month long Geekscape blood drive. Uh, it's kicking off with a five hour live stream event this Friday, which will culminate with the 600th episode of Geekscape. You might hear a few familiar voices on there if you do tune in. That'll be streaming on Facebook Live and on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, I think Jonathan stopped making the Periscope joke, so no, not Periscope. Um, uh, what we're asking for, you know, a month long Peri- cross. Sorry, yeah. Periscope? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I said it first, and then he's always like, you can watch us on Periscope, and it never was on Periscope, because Periscope <laughs> hasn't existed in a long time, but, um, you know, it was funny a couple times. What about Tout? Uh, <laughs> Are we on Tout? <laughs> Tout is definitely not a thing anymore. Crave um, TV? Cra- Peach? Nothing. 
don't get me started on Crave TV. I'm still <laughs> still offended at that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're, you're throwing me. You're making me. Un- it's a sad moment. You're making me stumble on my words. Come on. So, uh, <laughs> so Chris, uh, you know, we're doing this blood drive. Um, his wife, his wife, Sarah, uh, is, you know, she's she's kind of been talking to Jonathan through this and and. They filmed a kickoff video that's going to be on the live stream, all this cool stuff. What we're asking for um, it's across the country, anywhere you are, everywhere needs blood. Go donate blood during that period of time. What we're asking for take a selfie of yourself at some point during the donation process, uh, you know, during the donation waiting room afterwards, uh, picture with the nurse, anything you like, use the hashtag Geekscape gives. Uh, that's how we'll know you gave blood. We're going to throw your name in the hat for some cool prizes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know if you if you like a certain show best you can tag that show as well we're having a little bit of an internal competition to see who can garner the most the you know the most the most blood donations through the time naturally you know i think it's probably skewed that the shows that have the most listeners will will probably do the best but you know <laughs> maybe we should wait it yeah. um yeah you know. uh, uh, rate it on a curve there you go but that's not the point the point is you know america needs blood we all need blood and <laughs> I thought you were going to say this, and I'm just, oh. I was not prepared. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, um, do we do we want to edit this part out, and I can do it? I do not, because that is not the, the heart of the show. Um, heart of the show, heart please, of the cards. You know, yes. So, yes. Um, um, you know, July we, 16th to August 16th, get out there, give blood, tag, uh, hashtag at Geekscape Gives, so we know that you did it, uh, and tune in to the five-hour live stream event on july 16th and if you uh, post on instagram uh tag our geekscape community account at geekscape forever that's where um all the uh friends and family uh like to get together and congregate and um you know i've i've met chris ellis i've known him uh he's been around and when i heard that he had passed and um it was like it was really like heartbreaking and his wife sarah just said hey you know, Jonathan asked her, like, what, what can we do? And she said, just give blood. Like, that's what the hospital needed. So give blood um, and then uh, do some hash tagging. It'll be really it'll be really good. And um, make sure you make sure you tag uh, Apple Arcade podcast. Uh, so, so what you're saying, Shane, is that you were prepared this whole time, but you were still like, take it away with no notice, Derek. Take it want- away. Take it away. <laughs> I I. I I did. I have done that once for the intro. I was like, "Hey, and take it away, Derek." And you're like, "What? Well, I've never done the intro." And it went fine, but this did not because yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, but we're talking about it for a long time now, so it's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening to Level One Eighty Eight. Uh, so, <laughs> boys, we are back, back again. Uh, guess who's back? Derek's back. Derek. You've been playing some video games besides the Don't Starve LARPing adventure. I which, have been. I've uh, also were, been. Were you, were you tent, tenting? Uh, were you in a cottage? What was what no, was a the tent, a tent? We you were in a tent. tent. Yeah. Okay. I'm a I'm a poor Canadian man. My dollar's not worth very much. How how, how am I getting a cottage? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm a renter for life. Property is you know far outside of uh, what I'll ever be able to afford. So you know. So how was the tent? <laughs> You know, we bought a new tent last year and, you know, I was against it because I thought the little, you know, they call it a three man, man tent, but really like two people can kind of crouch to get in and then and then it's like two feet off the ground. 
Uh, I was against buying a new tent, but Michaela really pushed it. And uh, we bought a, a like six foot tall, like easy pop up tent thing for the one time a year. We go camping for four days and I was really against it. But once we got, you know, it's great. It sets up in like two minutes and there's tons of room. You can stand yeah. up and, you know, why do you got to stand up? I don't know, but <laughs> it's nice to have the option, I guess. There's a there's a YouTuber that I follow that um, he lives on the east coast of Canada. And he does um, these, like, basically the best way to describe it is stealth camping, where he'll be like, uh, he'll go out and try to camp in public and not get caught and like talk, you know, just it's weird. It's like almost bushcraft. We have like whole camps of that here. Yeah. Uh, But he's not homeless. (laughs) And uh, um, but he'll do like. That's what um, makes it not okay. Yeah. Um, He'll do. like gimmick videos where it's like, all right, I'm going to go camp at a campsite, but I'm going to camp with stuff that isn't camping gear. So he like, he made a tent out of like a shower curtain. Um, and the, one of my favorite ones is he went to some city, like it's like Roseville or like Rose something. And he slept behind the, like, welcome to like Roseville sign on the side of the road. <laughs> and it was, uh, it's interesting. So, um, so Derek, you, what I'm, what I'm saying is that you could camp more uh, I want to. I want to see you do some winter camping. You can get a buddy heater. You can get a little little stove. You can you can um, get some uh, some socks, some thick socks. Do you I could wear get socks? some thick socks. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, when I wear shoes, yeah, I generally if I'm going to leave the house, I'm wearing socks unless okay. I'm wearing sandals. Well, I don't mix okay. the good. two. Good, good, good. Yeah, Josh, Josh, do you uh, do socks and sandals? Are you a sandals guy? Um, very much a sandals guy, but not with the socks. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 I just want to say I think that we're following what might be the best episode of Geekscape Games with what might be the worst episode of Geekscape Games. Well, well then let's just we got the, jump into. We got the Sockscape Games podcast now. <laughs> Sockscape, yeah. So, we're the Sock Boys. Remember Socko? Sock. Oh, dude, I love Socko. From you know, he like was man, like mankind's hand yeah, puppet. Yeah. 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 Isn't he the governor of uh, some? No, that's Kane. Oh, Kane's and, the governor. And he's, oh, and he's the mayor. He's the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Ventura was the governor. Oh, I, he was he was uh, the person I voted for as uh, as president. He was the <laughs> Alaska was the only state that had him on the ballot. And I was like, yo, you know, what? I'm I'm all about Jesse Ventura politics. So I voted for him. And then when all the you know days and days of the presidential election were not knowing, I kept I kept talking to my girlfriend. I was like, yo, I don't think Jesse Ventura is going <laughs> to win. <laughs> But all right, Josh, Josh, let's get into it. Why do you hate the new consoles? Let's discuss, discuss, discuss. Let's, let's do this discus. shit. Let's, let's, let's discuss this shit. Let's hear it. What's, okay. what's the hot goss? Okay. So first I don't hate the new consoles. I didn't write that, but <laughs> that was a very hateful, that was a hateful post I saw my, on my, Facebook. So that's, that's why I said it. My, my very hateful middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> my, as, as hateful as neutrality gets. No, um, <laughs> I just hate hateful milk toast post. No, no, I was just saying because I was uh, talking a little bit with you know old old Geekscapist friend of the show Matt Rodriguez, um, and he's no shouts out, and you know he's bought both systems as long as I've known him. He's been pretty much exclusively a PlayStation and Nintendo gamer, but took the plunge with the Xbox Series X for the first time just like a month ago, and then yeah, like he couldn't get either console. And then when he finally was able to get an Xbox, he somehow got a PS5 a week later. And <laughs> so just he's been periodically posting stuff about how, you know, how like Game Pass is so amazing and stuff. And he's 
so excited about it and everything. And then anytime he talks about PS5, it's like, oh, this so-and-so is not working or this, or oh, this really? thing keeps freezing and stuff. And then, <laughs> so no, it just, it just got me thinking because I'm like, you know, to this day, like they've been out now since November. So it's been like, what? It's like eight months. Something like that. Yeah. Nine months. Yeah. And so much of the hysteria is still so much around like, you know, like the PS5 stuff. But it's like literally everybody that I've talked to for the most part who's had both doesn't really seem to talk about the PlayStation that much, like myself included. Like it's kind of really, yeah, it's like kind of just there. Like when Ratchet came out, people played Ratchet, but that lasted for like a week. And <clears> yeah, then, yeah. you know, and then it was just straight back to like Game Pass hype. So I was just like, I was just thinking about it and just decided. <laughs> so are to put people it... talking about the Xbox or are they talking about Game Pass? Because I, I feel like the thing you just said about the PlayStation where it's like not exciting, I feel the you know, as someone that has both and, and as, you know, I'm a fan of both. I don't I think the Xbox is way less exciting at this point, but Game Pass, which does not require you to have that Xbox is exciting as hell. But the console itself, you know, isn't in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, I I play um, a shit ton of games on Game Pass on PC. Totally. Yeah. And I would I would never, never buy an Xbox. Yeah. And they've made they've created an environment on purpose where it's like if you don't want to buy an Xbox, you don't have to. Yeah. Which is at, when I first heard it, and I know I'm sure we talked about this at some point on an old show, but I thought that was like an insane idea because then you're just kind of like splitting your audience in a way. But I was 100% wrong on that because of how how successful Game Pass has been from everything that I've read, at least talking about how, you know, how much money they're projecting to make off of it and everything. And it seems like they've essentially cut out the middleman for people who don't want that the system. But like either way. It's not exactly praise of the Xbox either because like <laughs> like what you said is 100% right. But to me, what you said also kind of applies to both systems. So it's like, to me, at this stage, the only people that these systems really are for are the same crowd that, say, would have went out and bought a PS4 Pro day one or an Xbox One X day one or, who, so, or who's so going to buy. Yeah, pretty so much. So you're talking, yeah. Uh, or like who's going to buy a switch OLED on day one. Right. Like not me, not me on that one. Right. We'll talk about that later though. Yeah. So, I mean, and to me, it's like, if you're, if you just want to be able to play those games with like the best, you know, the highest frame rates, the, like at the kind of the peak of what the console technology is at right now, both of them kind of do the same things. And both of them are still for the most part playing last gen games, but, game pass better yeah but then game pass makes the like the barrier of entry so much easier as opposed to and i think we talked about this a little bit on the last show but i'm like you know i think mlb is just like the funniest example but it's oh yeah like you know if you want to play mlb you have to buy sony published game the sony published game you have to pay 60 dollars for the ps4 version 70 dollars for the ps5 version or if you want access to both you have to buy like the hundred dollar collector's edition because they don't have a free upgrade version whereas meanwhile on the xbox with smart delivery (laughs) if you want to play it on xbox one it just gives it to you on xbox one if you want to play it on series x it just gives it to you on series x and you don't have to do a separate even if you do buy the physical version you don't have to do a separate purchase like you do on playstation and you don't have to purchase it at all if you have game pass so yeah it's just like stuff like that where like if you know if it wasn't if it was just for my own sake, like a big part of the reason why I try to get the systems right away is just so 
we could have material to talk to here or, or to sure. write about stuff and and just overall to just kind of like I've always been man man you if you were getting the the current gen consoles for material for this show man you were ahead of the curve you're Mr. <laughs> Sooth, soothsayer Nostradamus Josh over there because you know this pot this, yeah that was a and, uh, in, invest in geeks to keep games you heard it here you heard it here first yeah. <laughs> stocks are up we're yeah. hey we got purchased by Nerdist so hey you still, heard it here. still counting on it yeah. no but yeah also also hold on sidebar sidebar uh that was a uh, a April Fool's post that i wrote that we got purchased by nerdist and people believed it i think i wrote it no i wrote it i wrote it john tweaked a couple of things but i straight up wrote it and he takes credit for writing it he's like yeah i wrote an april fool's day post and i was like mother no i wrote it (laughs) credit for credit is due all right rant i mean still you know it could happen you could you could be the nostradamus to beat us all out in the end yeah, I'm, or just just I'm waiting, just counting the days. <laughs> no, but yeah. So I mean, to me, especially at this point, they're both kind of just ways to play last gen games on higher end uh, hardware. But if that's what you're interested in, Xbox makes it so much easier. Whereas PlayStation is kind of, I feel, getting left behind in terms of accessibility, in terms of right. availability, in terms of you know, their pricing, especially with now the Ghost of Tsushima thing that's kind of riled a lot of people up. It just time and time again, What's... I feel like Xbox so far has come ahead. But again, it's still no particular reason to rush out and buy either system because there's not a whole lot, even less so on Xbox and PlayStation to rush out to get the systems because there's nothing that you really need to play these on. What's what's the, the current drama with the Ghost of Tsushima? Uh, they announced that they're going to come out with a director's cut, and um, I'm trying to remember the pricing, but it was basically, and if you know, Derek, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they said the PS4 version was going to be, I want to say. A com- it's a complicated path, for sure. It's um... <laughs> That's a real nice way of putting yeah. it. It's fucked. It's like, the, if I remember correctly, the PS4 version's 50, the PS4 five version 70 and then if you want to upgrade from the ps4 to the ps4 director's cut it's 20 dollars. and if you want to upgrade from the ps4 to the ps5 version it's 30 if i remember correctly that is cor- uh <laughs> it's so messy yeah so sorry you said 50 for ps4 it's 60 us dollars for ps4 oh shit that's even worse and 70 us dollars for ps5 um, and if you already own the PS4 version, you can pay $20 to upgrade to the director's cut, which only gives you access to the PS4 version of the director's cut. If you bought the director's cut for PS4, you'll be able to upgrade to the director's cut for PS5 for just an additional $10. And if you're in a spot, you know, most people are in a spot right now. Maybe they have the original non-director's cut standard version, Ghost of Tsushima that will cost you $30 to upgrade the PS the P, directly to the PS5 version which will also instantly give you ver- access to the PS4 version. This this Did you get all that? Like, Did you get all that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this this reminds me of when uh Windows Vista was coming out and they had like the 15 different versions <laughs> and they they put out like okay, like well, home home standard and home premium and, Yeah, and like enterprise yeah. and then pro and then ultimate and all this stuff and they had like so many flowcharts for like okay well if, if, if you have <laughs> you Windows, need a flowchart for this really yeah if, if you have windows me or if you have uh windows student uh windows xp student edition you have to go this right it was this sounds as convoluted yeah 
it's so, and I, I hate it that I am. It's so, I don't know. I struggle with them because like I, the smart delivery platform for Xbox has felt so consumer friendly to the point where like, you know, old, older people have been like, Oh, I like, I want to get my kid a, a new Xbox, but I, he wants to play this game. Is this game going to work? And I'm like, just don't worry about it. Just buy it. And it'll just, he'll get the best version he can play. Like, no, it's no problem. Like, don't even think about it. Whereas this is like, what the fuck did I just say in regards to that upgrade path? Like that, what the hell? That That's a thing that someone was like, this makes sense. This is a good idea. Like that is terrible. Yeah. And to like, to, I don't know. I feel like I'm not, especially these are, well, as someone that has both, it's, um, you know, to get free, co- free, better copies of these games on, you know, on on the, ser- the Xbox Series consoles is great. I, but at the same time, I can see why they would want to charge for them. And is it just that? Well, I was going to say, is it just that Microsoft hasn't allowed it? But there are games, Call of Duty, Tony Hawk, mostly Activision stuff, I think. But there are games where you do still have to purchase the the better version if you do want the series version. So it's not smart delivery for everything. But excuse me, but to not even, but they do also have the option for free ones as well. Like because. Uh, Metro Exodus, it was a free upgrade for PS5 if you had the PS4 version. Borderlands like, 3 also was a free upgrade. Border, Borderlands 3, but and you would think, I don't know, you would think that they would want, that they being Sony, that they would want to, I don't know, get their games in more hands, but I guess their games are also the best, and so I'm, you know, I'm complaining about it, but, you know, that day in August, I'm August 20th, I'm paying $30 so I can play, you know, Ghost of Tsushima in 60 frames a second, like, for sure. No problem. One, no, not no hesitation. Even though it's a bit annoying, <laughs> and that's why they'll keep doing it. Yeah, and I think a you, big, <laughs> I think a big reason a... too, just to add a little bit of context as to why people were so like uh, outraged, quote unquote, by it, was that the game was routinely on sale. I think the week before they made this announcement, they were selling mm. it from their own store for like ten bucks. No way, really. Yeah, like physical copies, you could buy. If I remember correctly, it was like between ten and twenty bucks. They were selling it yeah. on their on their um direct uh, PlayStation Direct store. So shouldn't those people be stoked because they can pay the least amount to get the best version of the game? They were just. I think it was more that the that it was so cheap, routine like normally, but then they turned around and were selling it on PS4 for sixty with the director's oh, okay. cut content. Yeah. yeah. So right. it's kind of like, why buy the director's cut for 60 when you could just buy the whole game for like 10. find a $10 copy and, and then upgrade. Yeah. And I bought it. Yeah. I bought it a year ago for like, I want to say 30 or 25. So it's been it's been routinely yeah. really cheap, pretty much a month or two after it came out. So, yeah, I bought it at launch. So I paid uh, like $100 Canadian. But, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what that's I'll a price. An, I'll pay another 30 US. That, that's a price you pay for being a dedicated fan. <laughs> That's fair. That's true. That's true. Derek, uh, you, you would be a great drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you said that with that's such it. enthusiasm. <laughs> why? Like, why? Yeah, why? Really? <laughs> well, hell yeah. <laughs> Sell I mean, me on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, there's a great upgrade path with a lot of options. <laughs> you can start. You can start with you know some alcohol. Start with weed. Um, you were look. You were driving around looking for ice. I mean, I'm sure you probably could have found ice better mm. and faster than you could have found ice. What is what is ice? What is what does that stand for? Uh, in drug um, drug speak and drug speak. Um, uh, methamphetamine. Yes, that's what I was going to guess. I saw Breaking Bad. I think they called it that sometimes. Have you ever done drugs? Not not meth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not not even once. Right. <laughs> I saw the commercials. God. Oh man. 
Oh man, I'm writing that timestamp <laughs> down. Sorry, that fucking killed me. I I think I this is a really interesting conversation that I've been trying to have with from you know I'm like we're six months into the consoles. Let's talk about it. And everyone's like, oh, let's not talk about it. We don't have them. So I'm so glad Josh is talking about this. I feel like that you know at least on the PlayStation side, the, it is an exciting console because that that controller is the best thing you know to happen to gaming i think in like i mean a generation i guess i would say um it's the just that that haptic feedback and and you know things like obviously like things like astrobot um or astro's playroom is like such a it's built to show that off but even in stuff like i've been playing metro exodus a little bit and and the different feelings of the gun in metro exodus and like things like they've you know i can't wait to see feel the haptic feedback in ghost of tsushima and in the the new version of death stranding like all of that sort of stuff i think that and and i hope it's not one of those things where it's a, a super cool feature that turns into like just just a feature that nobody uses so it falls by the wayside i think sony's gonna like force their own developers to do it which is fine because those are mostly the playstation games i'm interested in but like i've handed that controller to several people who have not played a playstation 5 before and just thrown them into astro's playroom without an explanation and they are like floored by it like i have a friend who played astro's playroom like you know on my playstation a couple weeks ago and he's like can you like let me know if and when PS5 comes in, come come in stock? Like I am now interested in it. Literally, an Xbox guy, uh, you know, I am now interested in this because this controller felt so like next generation type thing. Like I think that's really exciting. I think that both consoles are in a bad place in terms of games right now, and I think that COVID probably had a lot to do with that. Um, I also think that I've been enjoy- <laughs> I've been enjoying better versions of a lot of games that I missed out on before um, because, you know, because there's nothing new to play and, you know, in, in a, in a way I've enjoyed that. Would I like new games? Yes, absolutely. But, you know, I'm playing through stuff now and being like, how did I not play this before? But I'm also playing it now in 60 frames per second with super fast loading. Like what have I, would I have had the patience for in the past? I don't know, but I think the PS5 is really exciting. I think Game Pass is really exciting, and I think the Xbox will get really exciting. I don't think it's there yet. Um, you know, I also saw a report today that Xbox themselves were like, "Yeah, that PlayStation controller is really good, and we should probably like bring some of those features like over to the Xbox side." They're I mean, obviously talking about the triggers and the haptic feedback. I mean, they've had the same controller since the the 360. No, I mean it's it, it they change it slightly, but but for you know for the most part, yeah. I mean, there hasn't been, there hasn't been like a monumental. Change. No, no, like, definitely like not. From the the DualShock three to the DualShock four. Oh, huge! Yeah, huge. yeah. There hasn't been anything that level. DS four to what? Dual Sense. Dual Sense. So yeah. still DS, DS five, <laughs> monumental. Yeah. Um, and then of course you can't discount the PlayStation Move. Uh, and, but and I, <laughs> which they're still still. Well, you that's know, funny because that's all that's ever day. that's all that's ever happened is it was discounted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean that was until the, they became the playstation vr controllers and then they shot up in price everywhere like yeah. they went from three dollars at like at a thrift store to like 129 dollars canadian for two of them <laughs> um yeah i don't know i feel like and i i also feel like that you know you can sell graphics in in ads and you can sell loading speeds in ads and all that sort of stuff i think that the dual sense which is i think the best part of the playstation 5 and and I've said it before, like the most next gen feeling thing about either of these consoles. But that's so hard to like, that is literally that is something you need to feel like I, you know, the, the example that I gave where like this guy doesn't give a shit about this, hand it to him. He plays it. He's like, I want this now. Like that is something that you need to feel to 
appreciate. And I think that once you feel that it would, it's impossible not to be impressed by that. He sounds like he'd be a good drug addict. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's one of the things though. That's probably the biggest thing that's holding Xbox back. I think is that it's way too much like the, the uh, Xbox one. And I know it was an intentional decision where they wanted to try to kind of, you know, have uniformity across the platforms, yeah. but yeah. like, fuck, I was so disappointed when I opened up the series X and it was just the same control with it. Like the same one, well, the same UI, yeah. like, like to not have any change and to have the UI still only be 1080p to not even have it rendering in 4k. Like the PlayStation UI is like HDR and it looks super nice. And like, it looks different. You can tell you're playing on a PlayStation five where if you hand, you know, you hand that Xbox controller to someone that has an Xbox one, like, they they open it up like if you don't tell them it's like they're on, they're playing on a on a series x or a series s and they might not know like it's like until they see a game load and the speed of that i guess or see something like quick resume which are all awesome and all great features but it's it's not yeah it's not exciting to hand someone that controller and have them turn that that on which i would say it is on the playstation 5 side of things yeah i think the only things they changed is they added the share button and changed the yeah, uh, right. changed the input for the charging cable so that none of your play and charge kits work <laughs> but then aside from that, it's like the same thing. The, the, play, the old play and charge kits do work. You just need a USB-C cable. Because I bought the old ones because the USB-C ones were out of stock. And I have USB-C cables galore because I have all Apple stuff. So, um, yeah, I had to, th- that, I had to go get yeah. my... Well, I, I honestly just use my Switch chargers to charge my Xbox stuff oh, now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> instead yeah. of, instead of the other cables. But yeah, I just... I, uh, I do want to say, speaking of Xbox controllers, if anyone wants to buy, I have a Xbox 360 wireless Halo 3 Special Edition Elite controller. I have one. It's rarity. If anybody wants to buy it, hit me up. And then speaking of Derek's friend, if anyone wants to buy a PS5, I have my fourth one sitting right in front of me. (laughs) Yo, yo, hold on. Back up. Why do you have so many? Back up. Huh? Are you shades? <laughs> I've been shades, man, since November. No, um, I'm just kidding. Like, I do have it, but it's for a friend who's refusing to pick it up. I haven't had it sitting here for like three weeks, and I'm getting tired of looking at it. Yo, I, 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 there's there's a there's a point where it becomes yours again. I will I will take that from you. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. But I he's already sent me half the money. He's just busy. Well, I'll send you I'll I'll send you all the money. <laughs> well. There you go. If you're okay with paying full price for a physical copy of Destruction All Stars because it was a bundle, it's only a 1999 game, isn't it? Well, with the GameStop bundle tax, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) Is is this is this a disc version or a digital version? It's a disc version of a game that they gave everybody for free. Well, no, I mean the console. Oh, the console, yeah, it's a disc version. Uh, Hell yeah! I feel like it would be like GameStop to to give you to bundle a disc (laughs) game with the digital version of the console. (laughs) You can just trade it back well, in and like get ten percent of the way to the digital version. I mean, if you what, want. what difference does it make though? It's like Destruction All Stars. They gave everybody for free like the first month the system was out, and nobody would ever play it otherwise. So it was just one of those things where they had a warehouse full of copies, and they're like, "Fuck it, just stick them with the bundle and force people to buy it." <laughs> and is it is it one of those bundles where it's just taped to the outside of the retail box? No, they're all it's... the games are loose. I, I have I have Ratchet. I have spider-man and then destruction all-stars and then they also i mean it's not it's not like yeah, it's there's a... no like official bundles right now i think yeah they're, yeah. they're it's creating not like that a bundle it's not a retail box that has you know the like oh included three bonus games it's like here's your here's your playstation here's some garbage yeah basically gamestop is like if you want a ps5 you're you have to buy these games too yeah, yeah. i'll do it i'll do it have, i'm down josh have you played destruction all-stars uh no no i grabbed it like the day it came out and i played it for a good like 
three or four hours and I had a, like it was like a well, like one session and I had so much fun with it and then I never opened it again. But that three or four hours was great. And I I think it's worth at least one one try. Josh, Josh, do you accept crypto? Uh, not yet. OK. All right. Do you have, M- well, do you have MJF coin? M- what is MJF? <laughs> it was a, a wrestler created his own cryptocurrency and then it shot up through the roof for like the first five days. And then afterwards, everyone lost all their money. That's called a that's called a, a rug pull or a pump and dump. And uh, uh, there's a there was there was a big scandal recently with a uh, it's completely off topic. Well, actually kind of on topic uh, with a cryptocurrency called like for the children or save the children. And apparently there was supposed to be, you know, for the kids or world hunger or something or some bullshit. But um, it was uh, heavily promoted by members of FaZe Clan. And apparently there was all this like code written into it that like, okay, yeah, uh, you it built into the code. You can't, you can only sell so much of your stuff every 24 hours. It's like, it was called like the anti-whale measures. You couldn't just dump your coins. Um, But then like a day before the coin went live, the developers went in and removed that, that feature from the actual like blockchain (laughs) code. And then all these these uh, douchebags from FaZe Clan uh, just dumped all their stuff. And then the price, you know, fell through the floor. And um, there was a guy on YouTube, I think it was like Coffee Talk uh, or Coffee Something. And um, he did a big, like, you know, expose investigation and basically found out that the the quote unquote developers didn't exist. And it was actually FaZe Clan doing a pump and dump scam rug pull from the beginning oh wow so yeah shouts out face claim but yeah i'll hook you up with some uh some cryptocurrency or i can turn it into u.s currency we'll get a playstation 5 up here yeah we'll figure it out i mean fuck at this point at this point i'll probably end up with another one for you anyway hell yeah i almost had another one today (laughs) And, and yet you hate the new consoles well here's the thing i've i think the count at this point is five xboxes and four playstations so if i get <laughs> if i get a higher tally of playstations and xboxes i might change my mind you never know can you get a graphics card i could try yo let's talk <laughs> let's talk the same account that i get the that i get the alerts for the playstations always send me the alerts for the graphics card so i'll try to get it the next time i see it pop up yo yo well shouts out let's why am i shouting you out <laughs> <laughs> yo the, uh... shouts out josh jackson you may you might have never heard of him the the tracker that I use for PlayStation Five stock, which which like uh, goes across like Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, which and uh, EB Games, I think, which are pretty much all of the retailers in Canada that would have it. Copy that. Um, there, there is, <laughs> uh, there hasn't been any stock since June twenty eighth, which is when Amazon had it for for four minutes, um, and prior to that, four minutes sounds long to be stock. honest. I mean, there's not that many people in Canada. <laughs> but uh yeah that's like it's you know it hasn't had there hasn't been any stock for over two weeks now whereas the xbox stock seems to every couple of days there's there's a, a dump of xbox somewhere it seems like but i already got it he's already got one of those so well i need i need me a ps5 and a graphics card and i'm what si- are you why do you want a ps5 returnal oh um last of us two 60 frames no, like him. Sixty frames edition. Did you? You? How far did you even get into Last of Us? I was so excited for you to start it. You didn't even give it a chance. 
Last of Us Two. I haven't played it. No, the first game. The first one. Uh, halfway through. It was. Ha- eh, eh. Yeah. 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 See, yeah. maybe maybe that should be my goal for the next two weeks. I'll try The Last of Us Two and give you a full report, Derek. Have you played? Have you not played it? I bought it for Megan's birthday last year, and it yeah. has not been opened. Oh wow! <laughs> I still uh, have a at sealed... least you can play it. In, you can play it. You have a PS Five for yourself still, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you can play it in sixty frames per second at least. It, that game is like that. There's still. I still don't think. I don't think there's anything that was made for the new consoles yet. So. You know, all three games, but there, I don't think there's anything that was made for the new consoles. That, that I have it looks, looks as good as that game. at this. I point. still have a sealed copy of Metroid Prime three for the Wii that I bought. And I was like, yeah, I'll get to this. <laughs> Do you have anything to play it on now? Um, uh, no, no. What, what do you play it on? You can play it on a Wii or a, a Wii U. <laughs> I have neither of those. No. All right. Thrilling conversation, everybody. Uh, Josh, what, you, what have you been playing besides the hatred uh, simulator? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, you, maybe you, reminded, <laughs> you reminded me, though, that I've been wanting to play Haven, and I just keep putting it off. I think I don't even know if that's what it's called. It's the ga- the RPG. What on, the heck is Haven? It's this RPG yeah. on Game Pass where you play as this couple exploring some oh, planet yes, in between space, doing it. It's like it. a space game, right? Yeah, yeah. I heard that's excellent. So Game Pass, though. Yeah, I've been wanting to play Also, hey, in case you didn't know, Haven is also premium Canadian men's apparel brand. So I have never heard of that. So the game is based off of that or the other way around? I don't know. Uh, Derek, you tell us. What's your your stance on Haven? I've never heard of it. Yeah. And I live here, so (laughs) I guess I'm not premium and into the premium brands. Hey, they sell acronym. So, you know, that's pretty expensive, like $600 for a jacket. acronym is either clothing but uh but yeah the only thing that i've really been playing is uh the new monster hunter stories game that came out on friday on the last show i was talking about the demo a little bit but i got to play more of the full version and not only that but i played more of the original so i can compare the two more and yeah this new one it just feels a lot more streamlined uh like a lot of the dungeons in the first monster hunter stories were like really big and repetitive for no real reason whereas this one if it's not a story dungeon they're really small so it doesn't waste a lot of your time whereas if it's a if it's an important dungeon or a secret or a story location they're a lot bigger and there's a lot more to explore so everything doesn't feel exactly the same like the first game um are you either of you really familiar with it no that that was my question is like what's the what's the narrative so the game itself it's kind of a it's a turn-based rpg it's a more traditional rpg set in the monster hunter universe um and it's kind of like pokemon in a way okay and the game like it's another game where the first one i owned it since it came out and i haven't played it for like eight years and i finally decided to try to play the first one to prep for the second one and it's really cool the way that it implements a lot of just the standard monster hunter mechanics but into this pokemon inspired setting where um like for example some of the things are more simplified since since it's a full-on rpg now there's a traditional grind where you're grinding for experience to level up and that kind of stuff so it simplifies the crafting so instead of how in standard monster hunter you always need this one particular piece and sometimes it's like a one percent chance of dropping so you grind over and over again to get that one particular part to get certain pieces of equipment. Now the way they do it is each part's worth a certain amount of points, right? So say if I want to make this new set of armor, 
I need to accumulate 10 points. And then that rare drop will be worth like eight points. But then if I'm unlucky and I just get a lot of more common drops, each of the common drops will be worth one point. And so I could accumulate a bunch of smaller items instead of needing to instead of needing to farm for one specific rare thing. So it's not like totally worthless to you're not wasting your time, even if it's like a smaller item. Right. Yeah. And then just basically the way that you build your party is that you go into monster dens and you search for eggs and like each monster egg will have a different pattern, a different color and that kind of thing. And once you take it back to your base, you hatch the egg and it'll become one of the, you know, monsters from the franchise. And at that point, you they become part of your party and you can level them up, um, increase their abilities and that kind of stuff. So it's it's really it's really cool the way that it all works. The only um, the only weird thing about it so far is I throughout the whole game, I've had a partner like a computer controlled partner who's way stronger than me. So I never really feel like I'm going to die or I, like I'm ever in danger because the CPU characters just steamroll <laughs> really? everything, even if I just defend the whole time. Wasn't wasn't that the um, like the weird crux in Final Fantasy Mystic Quest where your your partner every time you like got a new sidekick, they were always like drastically higher level than you. Are we, are we boring you, Derek? No. OK. All right. Sorry. <laughs> wow. No, um, I never played Mystic Quest, but. I remember hearing that that game was made easy on purpose because it was supposed to be, quote unquote, like a easy Final Fantasy for Westerners and that kind of stuff. That was the Super Nintendo one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first Final Fantasy game that e- the EU got. And it came with a, a player's guide. Really? I, it's like, hey, Japan did not think any Americans like, OK, all right, you get a player's guide. Um, you're going to have a stronger uh, sidekick. You suck. You're not a true gamer and didn't the same thing happen with the final fantasy 4 international release where you could pretty much just mash attack for most of the game and plow through it because (laughs) japan was like oh well this game might be too difficult for westerners and then it came full circle when they did the 3ds remake the 3d version where that game was just like fucking hard as shit oh no way the japan has always had like uh, a severe disdain for western audiences because on Mega Man Two. There was like normal mode and then like expert mode and expert mode was like the default difficulty setting for Japan. And the normal mode was the dumbed down American version. Yeah. Same with Mario 2, how Mario 2 in Japan was like lost levels and it was all these really remixed difficult stages. Right. And then they just kind of reskinned a different game and brought it out here. It like Doki Doki Panic or something, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, yeah. So that's been a trend. But uh <laughs> But yeah, either way, though, um, the demo for the Monster Hunter game, if you either of you guys want to check it out, it's similar to the Dragon Quest demo we were talking about on the last show, where the demo itself is like the first three ish hours of the game. And then if right. you decide to pick up, pick it up, it'll uh, you just carry, carry on, on where you left off. Yeah. Yeah. So and spe- and then another thing about the game, too, is that that led to the latest like Amiibo calamity where. The Amiibo were like GameStop exclusive, but then GameStop said they weren't going to take pre-orders and we're only going to sell them on the day <laughs> of. And then all of a sudden they list them on their website as sold out. So everyone thought oh, they shit. did the pre-orders without telling anybody. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like I, I was actually on a East Coast trip. And if it wasn't for that, I might have missed it because on my normal time. Because you wouldn't have been out. Yeah, they went on sale like at five <laughs> in the, like at five in the morning on my time. But I was like 
staring at the Washington Monument and trying to take a picture. And then my picture got interrupted by saying, hey, the Monster Hunter Amiibo are up. And I was like, oh, shit, Megan, sorry, you got to wait. Washington, Washington can wait. I got to get these fucking Amiibo before, <laughs> before they sell out. So as a crisis averted, ultimately, but fuck, I was so stressed out. I thought they were going to be the first physical Amiibo that I wouldn't have except for Box shit. Boy, which I'm never going to get because that's ridiculous. Box Boy? Yeah, it's this Amiibo that was only released in Japan. I fucked around and it was on Amazon for like 60 and I'm like, 60 is too much for an Amiibo. Fuck that. And I'll fast forward to now and it's like $500, $400 and it's the only physical Amiibo I'm missing. Yeah. It's bullshit. Do you you have all of yours open or are they in box? No, they're all open. All open. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you remember the subreddit that, that we created? Or we somewhere. did not create that. It, well, we didn't. No, okay, all right, hold on. We we gestated we, an also, idea. Also, there's no we. I think <laughs> it yeah, was you. I think it was some of us more than others for sure. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, but we as a podcast helped gestate a uh, a subreddit uh, that I I refused to bring up on on the the rebooted show. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's still on my homepage every once in a while. <laughs> Shane's still, still a mod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, I I highly recommend it. It's really fun. Um, it honestly just makes me frustrated all over again. Like, how the fuck is Pokemon? Like, not even comparing it to the second game. I'm playing the first game and thinking, how the fuck is Pokemon so stagnant for so long? And then this shit's on the 3ds, and it's like has a big <laughs> has a bigger, more fleshed out world than fucking Sword and Shield does. But that's beside the point. Jeez. But and then one more thing I wanted to mention, too, is that on the original game, like a big part of the combat is it's like literally a rock, paper, scissors where there's three different types of attacks. And on the on the DS version, you're supposed to kind of look at the monsters like positioning or their pose and kind of kind of guess which attack is associated with that pose and pick the right one. But the large majority of the time, it was really hard to tell that there was any difference in their movement because it was so like minuscule or whatever. So it was kind of frustrating to fight sometimes. Whereas this one is more simplified where it's like this type of monster will always use this type of attack. But then on the flip side, it doesn't give you as much of an advantage as it did in the first game. So it's kind of balances out, but it's pretty cool. It's interesting. And if you guys like, I'm going to get the demo. Yeah. If you guys get the demo, if you guys like regular switch only, you said uh, PC also. PC also. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if there's a demo on PC, but right. definitely on Switch. Hell yeah! I'll check it out. I'll set up the download. It'll download. I'll I'll, I'll get it in like a week. <laughs> and there's like versus two episodes from now. He'll be able to tell you how it was. And then they have versus and co-op modes too outside the main story that you can play with. All right. Hell yeah, Derek. How yep. was Fallout seventy six? Yeah, I've been playing Fallout 76. You know, speaking of playing only old games on your new consoles, I've uh, been playing some Fallout 76 lately. Um, the, you know, they showed off the next expansion and a little bit of a roadmap over at uh, E3 a month ago. And that was, it kind of like, you know, I was, I was out of games to play and I was kind of like, oh, maybe I should play some more Fallout 76. And because the, the like, I never, the Wastelanders expansion and, and essentially entirely new campaign that came out last year, I didn't really get to play. I just like started it and then fell into something else. Um, but now I have played the intro content, which there's like a bunch of missions at the start that uh, are are new and new as in new as from, from when Wastelanders came out. And then you have to play like all of a bunch of the old stuff uh, which is now my like fourth time doing that. So it's super boring. 
till you get to like level 20. And then I think that's when like Wastelanders really kicks off. So I've played a bunch of hours and I'm now about to hit level 20. So it's now no longer going to be a chore and I'm going to be playing just new content. I'm having a lot of fun with it though. Like Michaela and I've been playing, Michaela and I have been playing it a little bit. Um, and mostly it was just preventing me from playing because she never felt like it. So then I was like, fuck this, I'm just going to play. And it, it one thing that I didn't know at the time when we started, it does like full level scaling, like per character now, basically. So even if we're fighting the same guy, like, I don't know, like her, the instance of it, she's seeing like, she'll, she'll, it'll be like level three for her and like level 20 for me, but still you can like work together somehow. Oh, that's, uh, that's actually really yeah, interesting. Yeah. And, and what, what I was like, I was just not playing because I didn't want to get too far ahead of her. Cause then either it's like, I'm doing her missions and, you know, I just destroying everything and it's not fun for her or she's doing my missions and, and she dies in two seconds, but it does like full level scaling for every enemy apparently. So um, that is really interesting to me that there, the engine is able to do that or handle that. Yeah. Yeah. When it's so just horrendously <laughs> bugged, even to, even yeah. to this day. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about the, the way that they've done that and the way that they've changed it. I remember playing with like a couple of friends when the game first came out and you could just, if you guys had, like if you had the same objective, you could just do it together at the same time and, and you would both complete it. Whereas now it's like when you go into like a lot of story missions, it's basically like if you bring your, if you bring who you're playing with, with you, like they won't get credit for it. So you'd have to like do the missions twice, like once with you as the leader and once with them as the leader. Um, so that's kind of shitty. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which that's like a new, new thing. I don't know why they've had to change that. Um, Cause I, I think the quests were a lot simpler before than they are now. And now it's like conversation based and you're making choices and that's affecting how they go and, and a lot of stuff like that. So, but I'm, it, you know, I'm playing it in the, uh, 60 frames per second mode as well so it's super fun there um super fun super fun you know those extra frames really up the fun uh factor of the game but uh i'm really looking forward to you know i'm enjoying the story and stuff so far and i'm really looking forward to um getting you know getting into the meat of of what they've done with it and then you know there's a bunch of new brotherhood of steel content that's just come out um and then they're going back to the pit which was a really cool uh was it three or new vegas dlc that from was way back in the day vegas yeah yeah and so that's something that's coming early next year they haven't released any details on that so far but they're doing this uh uh line of like expeditions basically which will take you to other areas which sounds pretty cool there's um, a there's currently um a fallout new vegas total conversion mod that is a open world star wars knights of the old republic <laughs> oh, mod. Shit, really and it looks awful <laughs> Oh, it looks awful. It looks absolutely awful, but it's like one dude making it. So, oh yeah, what yeah. are you gonna do? Yeah, you, you yeah, bought it. Oh, go finish. Go, no, yeah, I was just gonna say it's 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 funny because it's you know I remember obviously this game got shat on so much when it first came out, and I feel like it it seems like a lot of people like it now, but they you know Microsoft Addy through excuse me Microsoft Addy three also said that it's like one of the most played games on Game Pass now, but also it seems to be like like the community seems like really ever, like you don't see a lot of people because I think per instance, there's 16 players. So, you know, the idea is that there's not a ton of people out in the wasteland. And so you shouldn't see people that often, but I feel like whenever I see people, they're like waving at me or they're like trying to give me stuff or they're trying to like, um, 
like like group up so we can do missions and stuff together like it's just it seems like it's really a community that wants to play together which i don't want any of that stuff i just want to play by myself or with people i know in real life but it's very sweet that they're trying um i uh um you brought up a good point about the like each um now correct me if if i'm if i'm wrong from what you said but each person has to then be like the leader to like do certain quests yeah yeah so um this this happened i'm about to talk about something that happened like last year like before this podcast this would have been multi-episode rants uh by (laughs) me but one of my favorite games of all time probably my favorite final fantasy game my favorite gamecube game was um uh crystal chronicles yeah super amazing super dope square enix said hey we're making an hd remastered version it's gonna be out on the switch and i i just i was so excited now if anyone's not familiar with uh crystal chronicles give you a quick rundown it came out on the gamecube it was a four-player co-op game where each player used a Game Boy Advance as their controller and the screen on there would um, be their menu system. So everyone basically it was there was no pausing. There was no nothing. You'd have to like go in your inventory and change out spells and everything. And then the, the spell system was you would uh, load up uh, a materia, hold down the button to cast and you'd have a little circle where you can move and target your spell. And if multiple people had the same spell and you all lined up your reticles at the same time, it would level up. So like, um, uh, fire, Fira, Faraga kind of thing. And the, the gimmick in the game was you had to carry a crystal chalice to these dungeons to get, uh, this water that would replenish the crystal in your town uh, that would keep the global poison miasma away. So somebody had to carry this chalice to keep your you know team from getting poisoned. Amazing game, love it. <laughs> it, it it's it's uh, you could play it one player and you'd have a, a Moogle that would fly around and carry the chalice for you. Shit was boring Loved though. By it by, by I yourself. Mean, it, yeah, it felt lonely. But having land parties, everyone getting together, super amazing. One of my favorite games of all time. And I, you know, Square Enix was like, hey. HD remaster. It's going to be great. You're going to get it on your Switch, uh, Switch, PS4, and mobile. And I just was flashbacked to high school playing on, uh, on the GameCube, you know, all my friends together doing all the quests in the dungeon. And you would have a, uh, you would have your caravan uh, that would go from, you know, level to level, dungeon to dungeon. And um, that was your save file. And basically, all, um, any character you know, that was part of the caravan was, was a player character. This game came out. I bought it full price day one. My girlfriend bought it full price day one. And it is fucking trash. You can't, is, you can't play local, right? Can't play local. Which is the whole point of it. What? Originally. You can't play local? You can't play local. You can't so play. Everyone sp- needs their own switch. You, no, no. And, no, and like and, online. Yeah. Can't play local. Can't play split screen. Um, to <clears throat> to play a game online, you have to go in, create a room, give the room ID to the people around you. Oh, it's so Nintendo. And no, 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 this no, is no, multi-platform no, no. though. This is multi-platform. Yeah. yeah, this is Square Enix. You give oh, everyone shit. the room code, and then the room password, and then you go into the dungeon, complete the dungeon. But whoever hosted the dungeon, they are the only ones that get, they got the oh, they got the God. credit for. Yeah. Um, then you couldn't just like go back to the, the world map and, and move on at the end. It, you had two options quit or replay the dungeon. Oh, 
so you have to then quit, create a new room at a different level, and then invite everyone in. Now, if everyone wants to get credit, someone else has to create the the room, the lobby on there. And the the game is barely redone, upscaled at all. I feel like they just you know ran it through an AI upscaler and said you know fuck it, whatever. Um, this game was designed for the 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 mobile market it definitely felt like Mm. a cell phone game that they said and throw it on the switch i have never never um asked for a refund from a video game company even like steam i buy something and they give you the you know the 24-hour refund period i i emailed nintendo i was like hey you know i know you guys don't give refunds um, but this game is just not as advertised. Like there were so many features missing and I was like, can, can I get a refund? <laughs> like, p- like, please, like I played this game on GameCube. I loved it. This is not the experience that was <laughs> like, and they even, they, in the trailer, they, they posted, uh, in the trailer, they had cutscenes that, um, had like all the characters together that would be impossible uh, on how the system is set up because oh when you finish a dungeon you have a cutscene but it's just you you don't have anyone around yeah. so they showed a cutscene with all the all the player characters from like the end of a, a boss fight nothing and Nintendo emailed me later that day they're like well our policy is no refunds but um we're getting a lot of complaints about this game <laughs> so we'll refund it to you um and then we'll remove it and I have I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. And I, and it was just such a disaster. So fuck you, Square Enix. Wow. Fuck you. At least, I mean, at least you were one of the rare people that Nintendo actually worked with on something. Yeah, that's, it was, it, it was awful. That's it was crazy. awful. It's like the Square Enix just kind of looked at how Nintendo does things like, yeah, we could do worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, so that was, I can feel your, I can feel your pain, Derek. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, enjoying the game though. I, uh, I don't think I was gonna say we. You could play it with me, but I don't think it's cross-platform. Oh, of course, of course. Not. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, um, anything else you've been playing? Uh, I feel like we were running long, so I don't want to talk too much about it. But I, in the uh, you know, theme of playing old games on new consoles, I ran out of games to play because I was really excited for Mass Effect, and then I finished all the Mass Effect games, and then I was really excited for ratchet and clank and then like four hours later that was done uh so <laughs> so i uh floated around a bit and then i was like you know what i didn't put enough time into and i really enjoyed was days gone for the ps4 um that got a ps5 patch which just enabled 60 frames per second basically um so i started that again i i i think the save that synced from from playstation networks from like 2019 or something so it'd been a long time i started the game brand new i Man, the game very- is that old yeah, yeah, it came out quite a quite a long time ago. Um, I, so I started a new game, and I I don't know if it's like just the fact that it's it's so much more responsive now in sixty frames per second, or um, or what it you know it, I think they upresed it and stuff as well, so I think it looks better than it did as well. Uh, but I'm now like farther than I ever got playing it on PlayStation Four, and it's like I'm really enjoying it. It's like the i don't know i like i really like the aspect of like you have this like shitty motorbike that you use to get around and the environment is really neat it's like somewhere in oregon and so it's like you know mud and trees and and like mountains and you have to like 
your your bike only has a certain amount of gas so you gotta like look around for gas cans like try to fill up your your tank as you run out and um you gotta there's like hordes of the, the the zombie things which they call freakers and so um you can like avoid them and there's like at times like there could be hordes of like hundreds of these things and so i'm not i'm just at the point where i'm like how would you even go about trying to take this down um because it's like sometimes if it's like a small group of like 10 surround you you're like fucked pretty much um but there's also like nests of these things and you have to like clear out the nests from the environment it's it's like an open world game and i feel like um i don't know i'm i'm often not into open world games and this one is keeping my attention so far um you know it's feeding like plot missions at a very steady pace and then you know then it's like oh i'm just driving by and and i see a nest thing here so let me take a few minutes to deal with that combat's good story seems interesting enough um it's it's not super deep at this point but i i've the characters are interesting and so i kind of like i I, i've liked what i've seen from the characters themselves and and looking forward to seeing where they go um but yeah it's super fun i i i think a lot of people skipped out on it and it's like yeah i i think it was considered like a bad playstation exclusive in that it was scoring like eights and stuff when it came out (laughs) instead of like nines and tens but i'm i'm really enjoying it and i'm really glad that you know i was like downloading god of war because i never finished god of war i was downloading god downloading god of war and downloading this at the same time and i'm like i don't know which one i want to play and and this this one out and so i'm glad that i started with this for sure so and it's on it's on pc now right it is also on pc yeah it is yeah i think it has like ultra wide support and stuff too i don't know if you have an ultra wide monitor but um it's it's really fun i'm really enjoying it right on it kind of feels like almost like yeah because it, it almost like gameplay wise and also like thematic thematically it almost feels like a an, no you're not going to play it if i say this it almost feels open world last of us ish but with a way not as good story so yeah i'm not going to play it yeah. isn't it like 40 hours long too or something uh i i did look at i i think i read like 30 to 50 depending on like how much of the side content that you're doing for sure well, hey guess what number falls uh directly between those two four yeah, 40. Yeah. There you go. 76. All right. I got to tell you guys, last episode, um, everyone lambasted Mario Golf on the Switch. And I have to come back and say, you guys are fucking idiots. Oh, that game. I Speak played to it. to me, Shane. I played it all weekend with my girlfriend. And it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I, I It is a fun, cute golf game. The story mode is fun and cute yeah. and there's some interesting challenges multiplayer is absolutely dope you can do a three hole half course full course um ai you can have all the ai players you want um each character has different um uh, ultimate swings there's actually a a considerable amount of for the game complexity on how you can handle your swing you have a uh, you have three different swing modes uh standard uh, backspin and topspin and then you can apply either topspin or backspin uh, to a certain um, a secondary degree by holding the stick, and then you can you can you know dir- direct your shot. It's actually you know coming from someone who who loved the the Tiger Woods games, and for someone who used to teach golf and work at a golf course, it's it it was it was fun. It was fun, and um, you know knowing how you know different different shots from you know i don't want i sound like a totally i sound like a bragging asshole but like knowing how no more than usual yeah hey fuck you and (laughs) uh, so knowing like okay so you know we're i'm significantly below the green um i need to get up and over so i need to use a a club with 
some high loft and put some backspin on it so that I land past the whole, like it was, it was, it was in depth enough that, that, you know, I was, I was, I was hooked and I, I am, I dug it. I dug it. And so my, my girlfriend wanted it. And I was like, I don't know, like uh, Josh and Car- <laughs> Carlos said it sucked. Like everyone sucked and I bought it for her and I was like, oh, I hope she likes it and doesn't want to return it. And then I played it. I'm like, man, those guys are dumb. Sorry. Sorry. Nice. Rant over. I was really excited for it. So to hear somebody um, be excited about it after, you know, Josh basically said it's as bad as the new consoles and, and Carlos didn't like it either. Like to hear someone Carlos is like, I'd rather be playing it. those porn games again. <laughs> yeah, right uh to hear someone excited about it because i thought like the speed golf and stuff looked so it's fun, fun. it's yeah. very fun is it like easy enough to pick up like for someone like michaela i don't know that she has ever thought about golf in her entire life and wouldn't know like the difference between clubs or anything like that like is it is it easy to pick up and play for some like someone yeah. that doesn't know yeah. anything They're, about the um, game when you get lined up with certain shots they you know default you to the the quote-unquote best club oh yeah okay but you can you can switch so there'd be there'd be times where you'd be in like a like i like I said before like a severely like decreased elevation setting and it would yeah. put, put you with a certain club and i'm like well yeah. no actually i can switch to this club and you know do this shot modification um there's a game mode on there called cross country mm-hmm. where you basically have to you know get um you know get so many holes in so many shots and um there's there's one where you you're you know on like on the other side of a a, a mountain and you have to shoot your ball through a, a a tornado to get it up and over and there's um mario themed hazards on the course and i i thought it was a pickup if this was xbox game passengers this would be a pickup yep. rating so I'm Josh. Sorry if I was a little aggressive. I didn't mean to attack you personally. I love your opinion. <laughs> you are you're one of the most trusted people in uh, games journalism. And um, but I have to say that uh, I disagree wholeheartedly. I, I'm just I'm just wondering if you're going to send us over any of that sponsorship money that, uh, <laughs> that, that Nintendo sent your way. <laughs> Shane, did you play Golf Story on the Switch? No, it, my girlfriend loved it. Uh, a Golf Story. And I've I, I've barely heard of it. Yeah, it was like I think it came out pretty close to launch and it's like it's like a golf focused RPG that feels like the old uh like Game Boy Color-esque like Nintendo like Mario Golf style games. And I had a I didn't I never finished it and I would love to go back to it, but I had a I loved every second of what I was playing and I would wonder how mechanic-wise it feels um like compared to that. Uh, I'm also super excited cuz they're working on it. Like there's a pretty like interesting story in that. Like you're trying to become a champion and and the guy that was training you like didn't believe in you and so you're there like there to show him like what's what. Are you trying um, to be the the best there ever was? There you are, definitely. Yeah, but they're working on a sequel called Sports Story which will involve more than one sport, more than just golf. Um and it was supposed to come out last year but it got delayed, but I'm very much looking forward to that. Hey, yeah. have either of you guys ever played Inazuma 11? Uh, no, but I know what you're That's talking about. Such a fantastic I, game. Yeah. What's what's the game? Was the there actually was there that? a Game Boy Advance one? Maybe I maybe well, I did play. I played something like that on Game Boy Advance. I think, I think there were eight, six or eight games in total, but only one of them ever came to the U.S. and it sold like shit. Okay. So that ended up being yeah, the okay. only one that ever came to the U.S. But I think the one that came to the U.S. was like a DS remake of the GBA version or some shit like that. But okay. But yeah, the elevator pitch for it. It's just a soccer RPG, but. If you remember, like Mega Man Soccer, 
or games like that where it's like the players will have special abilities that make it easier to pass or shoot the ball and that kind of stuff. Like it's I do not remember Mega Man. I vaguely wasn't that a Genesis game, Mega Man Soccer? It was on it was for sure on Super Nintendo. I think it was on both. Um Okay. But yeah, if if or if um you, anyone's played Blitzball on uh Final Fantasy hell 10. Yeah. It's oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really really similar to that where you know, each player, like whether or not they get past the defender depends on how much like HP and attack they have. And they each have special abilities to score. And it has like this. It's like a full on RPG, but just soccer theme. And that game is excellent. I thought bringing up Blitzball reminded me of a story from middle school um, we had in gym class. We won one week or one you know s- section. We played a game called Blitzball and it was uh, basically you had like a scoring zone and you had to like throw a dodgeball and hit the uh you know those pads they put on the wall underneath the basketball hoops you had to hit that and there was like defenders and like different bubbles and it was it was you know it was just a you know it was just a sports you know get the kids to run around kind of kind of game and because it was called blitzball there was one like hyper nerdy kid that was like re- like oh this is just like in final fantasy 10 he's gonna go and he he's like i'm he had the ball and he was running up to the the scorekeeper and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna do the jack shot and that's in that game you like throw the ball and it bounces off the goal and comes back to you and you kick it and the the kid tried that but these are like plush dodgeballs so it like didn't go didn't come back far enough and he tried to kick it and he fell down <laughs> and he bruised his tailbone and had to get picked up and uh um go home early for the day that's hilarious. <laughs> that uh, that kid, I was that kid uh, was me. Was it really? Yep. <laughs> no. Oh. I was almost gonna be like, was this you at one point? But then I was like, nah. I would have said if it was him. And oh. It was. It was. Like, I I bruised my tailbone and I had to get get into a like. It was bad. It was bad. And I had to get carried to the nurse's office in an office chair. And I bruised my tailbone once. It was like the one of like I barely remember it now, but I feel like I, I think it was one of like the worst things ever. Yeah, it was it was awful. And uh, my mom couldn't she she couldn't leave the office to come pick me up, so she had a coworker come and get me. But he comes he comes to the front office, and his name was oh, his, uh, it was Philip, and I've I've known him for years. Um, he was a fellow realtor, um, but he comes to the office. He's like, oh, I'm here to pick someone up, and uh, she's like, oh, who are you picking up? And he's like. Well, I only know him as Pumpkinhead, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his name because his mom only calls him Pumpkinhead, and uh, I hear him walk up, and I'm like, "Oh no, that's for me!" <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, I was a little. This is a super nerdy kid. Reminds <sighs> me of too the same kid I mentioned last week who ran away from the Resident Evil screen. He uh found a bunch of abandoned mattresses outside and decided to play wrestling on them. And he was doing the Valvinus thing from on top of the beds. And then they gave way underneath him and he fell and broke his arm. <laughs> and that was you? No, that, that this, it, it, the only reason it wasn't me, you could tell it wasn't me because you had to be outside to do that. And I never went outside, but I, but I heard about it. <laughs> that's uh that's hilarious um so yeah anyway uh what do you say we we start to wrap it up any uh oh yeah we might as well talk about the news that our episode title yeah, is all about, about that. yeah um I, 
call talk about like just ruining everything um nintendo <laughs> is um releasing a uh a model refresh so to speak for the nintendo switch and every, for months for months the rumor mill was like it's, it's been like a year, year i think i think it's been yeah i think I, been heard, I think i first heard it like three years ago to be honest okay all right okay fair enough switch but, pro come on yeah, it's gonna be it's switch, switch pro, pro 4k you know, 4k it's gonna be you know feedback. battery like yeah um, adaptive triggers yeah and <laughs> yeah i remember that they were saying like hey <laughs> yeah, ga- right. game pass coming to the switch and it was all these you know just hardcore rumor mill people that <laughs> they were on on par with oh go ahead i was gonna say did anyone notice during the microsoft e3 press conference that phil spencer had a switch on his display in the background and everyone was like oh yeah. shit like it's game that's pass the or switch that's the hint. i, I was like, one it, of them too i was like fuck here it comes <laughs> and the thing was is that somebody posted like the last um live stream that he did there wasn't a switch there and now there is so whoa what does that mean he, he should have waited for the new oled model yeah and it's 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 on par with the people that are going nuts over um, blue blocks, blue blocks, blue box games, thinking it's like Hideo Kojima's news. Dude, like, is it not though? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. I I have a buddy um, and uh, he lives. Just mi- how can this little, you know, they're like, we're releasing this app and it's got multiple five to 10 minute trailers. And it had like with, with all the features of the PlayStation five and different endings and haptic feedback, it's gotta be a front for something. There's no way. I don't know. I, I didn't believe it. And then like I saw so many threads on Reddit and I was like, maybe it's true. Yo. And mostly I just hope it's true because I want that game so bad. So um, I have a friend shouts out Logan and he updates me on all this stuff. And he and one day in the middle of the night, like he's tech, we're texting back and forth. And I'm like, dude, is this how QAnon feels like? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Fuck. Like, yes, I sound like my mother thinking that Trump's going to drain the swamp. And I'm like, dude, you're queuing on Derek. Are you are you queuing on? Uh, I'm not queuing on. I mean, you're on board with it. He's very like, see how easy it is to, to fall into those things. Pretty easy, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you should know. Um, what? Were, oh, yeah. Uh, Nintendo has an uh, there. So years, <laughs> years, months, 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 yeah. even goes by and they um they have a um a product refresh and it's Nin- nintendo switch oled model and the screen's a little bit bigger it's an oled and you get a uh <laughs> you a get b- a bit of a better dock which you can also buy for your old switch if you want yeah uh, and it's, got, without, it's got ethernet yeah, is the main yeah. thing and uh, that's it no it also Comes with sixty-four gigabytes of built-in storage uh, instead of thirty-two gigabytes oh, of built-in okay. storage. But no, no, no more RAM. No, no faster RAM. No, it's the same. When you said no yeah. more, no when you said no more RAM, I thought they took it all out, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" <laughs> They're like, "We got all this extra storage. What are you going to do with it?" Yeah, we're going to use it as a swap file. Uh, oh, and the kickstand is bigger. Yes, right. That's probably well, the biggest. Take, that's that's probably the biggest. Yeah, that kicks in on the original. It's fucking garbage. Yeah. And uh, when that got announced, just everybody was like, fuck, fuck, this isn't it, Mola. And then there's people on Reddit like, I told you, I was t- saying it from day one. Like, there's no way they're going to put a <laughs> uh, new console out. And it's just like, man, is this 
like is this how QAnon felt like after the election like oh well, well i was stuck i was against it all along you know the, you know kojima is going to be president and nintendo is going to be the vice president it's <laughs> You guys are you guys are crazy. You want you want to fake his death. He's going to be the new vice president. He's going to reveal himself next to Kojima at E3 2022. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, Awada's going to come out and be like, "It was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me. That's goddamn son of a bitch." So yeah, Nintendo's got a new OLED model. I'm going to buy it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you have you which switch do you have right now? I have the launch one. The launch one. Yeah. So you have the like the, you got the 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 one that everyone wants because it's moddable. Oh yeah, I mean I'm, yeah. I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm going to keep. No, it. No, you're going to keep it. And yeah, like I don't. And I am a. I have an OLED television, and I you know I fucking obviously it's like amazing. About I love it. it. Yeah, it's still new to me. Okay, uh, <laughs> but like I and I have a launch switch switch as well. There is nothing in this way. You know, even with an even with it having an OLED display, even with it having a slightly larger, but still 720p display, so it should look slightly worse because you're getting less <laughs> pixels per inch. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing in the Switch that would lead me to go buy another Switch. Like if there was, if they did a Switch Pro, something more powerful, something you know that could do 4K or anything like that. Like I would buy that in a second because I love new shit. This does not feel like new shit at all. This feels like slightly repackaged. Uh, with a slightly better and slightly worse display like what you know and sd cards are cheap as you know cheap as hell like the built-in storage doesn't i, I don't know it's... it comes with white joy cons yeah but will they drift <laughs> <laughs> Probably. it's funny because like like one of the you know the things in regards to like oh it's, it'll have like haptic feedback and stuff like they can't even make like a control they can't even make these controllers work normally and it's been like five years so like <laughs> Would you trust them making a more complicated controller at this point? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I think that I like, obviously, I love that it's it's I don't love anything about it. I like that it's replacing the old model. It's not like, do you want the regular old LCD switch or the new OLED switch? Um, you know, it's 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 like a well, and it's weird because when the slim models come out, you know, halfway through the life cycle, those are usually like the same price or cheaper. And this one's a bit more expensive. Yeah, and the <laughs> like, switch, the switch after all this time, still hasn't gone down in price. Yeah, ex- yeah. excluding they went the... up in price in Canada because our exchange rate fell too far. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and the exchange rate, I think, is back now where it was, but they don't, they don't go back down. You know, they, and they use... and it's kind of like a small aside, but it's still related to the topic. Uh, I don't know what it is, and this is coming from me, who over the years has been accused of being. Oh, Nintendo fanboy, whatever. And like, you know, large majority of the time. Well, you're certainly not a Microsoft or a Sony fanboy. I'll tell you that based on that earlier conversation. No, but the like the large majority of the time, I'm like, you know, like I'm with like, I'm like siding with Nintendo on stuff. But fuck, like Nintendo fans get so fucking (laughs) defensive over like everything, no matter how much of, no matter how valid the criticism is. So it's like, you know, so many people saying that, you know, I I don't think I'm going to get this thing. It's not it's not really an improvement or whatever. And I've just been seeing so much feedback where it's like, well, what did you expect? You got yourself hyped up on something that was never, never real. Well, and, that's, and I mean, that's, that's true. totally fair. That's true to yeah. an extent. But like the like that's being I've seen it leveled so many times to the most like, like, I don't know, like most tepid commentary about it. It's like, oh, it's not for me. It's like, well, what did you expect? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's like, you know, it seems like a perfectly good system to get if you've never owned a Switch before. And then totally. But it's nothing to upgrade for. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when it's 50 more dollars. And yeah, yeah so it's definitely yeah. something that I'll have zero problems passing on. But I, I also think it's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I believe I, I believe you're both going to get it. <laughs> no, not a chance. Uh, I also think that the it's like the main differences, the main features. I, I mean, it's the display, really, but it's it's also like really handheld focused. And they already have a handheld focused console called the Switch Lite. Like, is this is it just cannibalizing the Switch Lite? <laughs> like, like there's there's especially, you know, aside from who how many people are really going to care about like an like ethernet in the dock the dock which i think you can also buy separately which will work with the old switch as well they've already confirmed yeah like like how they and you know what i i they have they have their their use data they they know they see how people are playing the games you know your consoles i don't know if nintendo's i don't know if their their network (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it's up to snuff enough to get yeah yeah telemetry yeah they i mean they they have they have to know like okay people are playing these games handheld like that's the majority of it and you know yeah and that's why they made a handheld only switch yeah but this is another one people are gonna buy it how many 3ds's do they make and every you bought every one hey man i have like five Mm -hmm. of them I did not. I did a 3DS, I 3DS XL, 2DS. Three, I think uh, my first. No, I did have them all. The new 3DS, 3DS, fucking the, the new the, new XL, regular yeah. new 3DS, the 2DS, 2DS XL, yeah, yeah, XL, and then regular. So there was six. I wasn't at buying least. the 2DS shit. Why would I buy? Why would I want hey, 2D when hey, I have 3D? Nintendo Nintendo's official website was selling the refurbished. Uh, Zelda Collector's Edition 2DS for like 40 bucks and I'm, oh my I'm mad at myself for not getting it. But yeah, but yes. I did get the refurbished Animal Crossing Switch dock from them Ooh. for like 40 bucks. Cool. But it doesn't have it doesn't have built-in ethernet though. Uh, that's another thing though about the ethernet is they have an officially licensed a- ethernet attachment that just plugs in Well, you, and you can also dock. use any USB-C to ethernet adapter. They all like they most of them work. So it's like, you know, the only thing you're gonna... the only thing that they're adding to the OLED that's not easily replaceable or is that... the contrast. Oh no, I was gonna say the um kickstand. The kickstand yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But even then yeah. just lean it on something. <laughs> <laughs> lean on me. Okay, the, the the last bit of news I I thought was really funny and interesting that I want to uh, talk about. Um, there's been a huge exodus from World of Warcraft after their most recent like update and their new cinematic. Like everyone just hates it. Why? Like, what? I've not heard anything about this. Oh, like the most recent cinematic that they put out looks like yeah. a Warcraft three cinematic, and the story is apparently just 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 trash. Like some some main character is just you know like is this a teaser for the next expansion or yeah. just yeah, yeah. Okay. and they're just like uh, there's been a huge exodus of of wow players um and they've been going to final fantasy 14 which is apparently uh you know oh, oh hello cat nope 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 hop down and uh it's up to uh you know, like 22 million players it's like it's it's going absolutely bonkers so much so that the the digital whoop all right cat you're on the laptop sorry ah sorry everyone <laughs> and uh it's so much so that they ran out of digital license keys for final fantasy 14 like the store the, like the digital only game was out of stock for a while and and another thing 
there's a housing crisis on Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> that there isn't there there isn't enough because you can there's a story mode or a storyline where you can get a house and you can you can upgrade it and and design it the way you want it. There's not enough fake houses in this game that the that the next patch they're like oh yeah we're adding 750 more plots per area like it's it's you know hopefully we're gonna fix the housing crisis in the game um, and uh, that's crazy yeah, so when are we yeah, when are we playing. Oh yeah, no, I'm I've seen all this. I was like, I need to get I've 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 always wanted to play Final Fantasy Eleven. Like I dreamed about that game. And um I this this looks pretty pretty cool. And there's a lot of like customization that you can do, like like modding, and there's a lot of like you can like your characters can get married and like have kids. Like there's just like a lot of really weird not weird, but I would say like non-standard accessibility and customization that you can do in this game so but hey it must be working they ran out of digital license keys and there's a housing crisis that's crazy yeah so that's it that's all i got are you, you have got? you played are you playing are you playing it have no. you played it no, no. I'm, I'm gonna is that cross-platform yeah it is i got up to i yeah. almost got to the level cap on the first like on the base game and of course it's gone up multiple times since then and uh I started doing like a review log for one of the expansions on Geekscape for a couple of weeks. And then I ran out of time and enthusiasm and energy and <laughs> all of that good stuff. So I'd be down <laughs> to start a, a new character, though. I kind of regret it because my review copy came with some special item that automatically beat every story mission and leveled me up to the cap <laughs> so that I could play the new content fully caught oh up. Oh, my gosh. And I used the item. And then now it's like, fuck, I just lost two-thirds of the story <laughs> yeah oh bummer so so yeah that's uh that's level 188 uh boys and and boyettes that was weird okay uh listeners producers bets. um be sh- <laughs> bets. uh please uh check out our month-long blood drive in honor of og geekscapist chris ellis um you can check out our live stream this friday follow us on socials at geekscape games on twitter and um geekscape.net and all the other good stuff there'll be posters with a schedule of everything i believe it's starting at 4 p.m pacific on friday does that sound right uh that sounds right yeah that sounds right with horror, horror movie nights kicking it off um you know, obviously, if you're listening to this after Friday, you can head to Geekscape TV on Switch, uh, on, <laughs> on Twitch, uh, Geekscape TV on YouTube, and also the Geekscape Forever Facebook page. It's in your subconscious. You're going to get an OLED model. <laughs> that, that's, Guarantee it. That's one more thing the Switch has on the PS5 and Series X. See, told you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys back here in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.